0: This is a production of Cornell University.
1: For Cornell University's world-renowned turfgrass program, I'm Frank Rossi.
0: And I'm Carl Scamenti. And this is episode five of Turf Talk, brought to you in partnership with our friends at Winfield United. Turf Talk provides just-in-time, science-based recommendations for, for professional turfgrass managers in the Northeast U.S. And as we always do, Frank, let's start with the weather. What are your thoughts on the weather in the last week up here in the northeast and how that's going to affect the turf?
1: Well, Carl, the surge of warm temperatures certainly got everybody excited and did push things along quite a bit. But I think everybody needs to remember, like I do, that it's snowing last Sunday and 36 degrees in Ithaca. So we're still two to three weeks behind our uh, 30-year average and and certainly uh, quite a bit behind in a lot of ways. But the warm weather did have an enormous impact on how quickly everything was was happening biologically. And, you know, this is exactly what we expected, right? We talked about this last week with the surge of growth and the surge of temperatures and how it was going to be a, a compressed spring. And we're still a little bit behind. Uh, how much things are going to catch up in the next few weeks is going to be very interesting. But the real uh, prevailing thread that's starting to emerge for some is drying conditions. There's been some dry conditions across the northeastern United States. And it looks like the forecast is calling for a high pressure system after a a storm moves through, a high pressure system that's going to continue to dry things out. And that's going to create some very interesting pest issues.
0: Yeah, it's been an interesting dynamic this season going from the the extended cool period to start where everybody's kind of sitting on their hands to all of a sudden warm temperatures, as you said, drying out. We're still kind of catching up, just getting everything mowed early in this season. Now we're already having to worry about these pests. So uh, what have you heard from field reports on what pests we should be looking out for?
1: I would start with the rooting pest. Knowing that it's going to be dry, I would start with the rooting pest. So make sure you're monitoring soil temperatures, getting your summer patch control programs or your take-all control programs down. And we heard from our pal Rich Buckley at the Rutgers Diagnostic Lab that he's getting some pythium root rot samples. They're starting to come in. Already system root systems are compromised on poa greens that might have some infrastructural problems relative to drainage and organic matter. So clearly those are the kinds of things you're paying attention to the most as we approach a dry period now the dry period is also potentially going to weaken the cool season turf and just little spits of rain to bare areas will lead to crabgrass germination so i would keep a lookout for crabgrass germinating in bare areas now because i would suspect with the warming temperatures and the adequate if, if a spit of rain comes through and the cool season grasses are drought stressed that the crabgrass is going to be problematic and start to germinate and finally last but not least is the march of the annual bluegrass weevils. As it continues, we are starting to hear more and more about higher populations of adults. And most of the best superintendents now are probably scouting enough to get close to an application at least they're first, some may be their second, depending on how far south they are and where their scouting records are. But as I've had many conversations, Carl, with Ben McGraw over the years about this, uh, this is an area where we really have to be careful with these widespread uh, insecticide applications uh, to our areas where pollinators could be impacted. So lots to think about from the uh, pest arena.
0: Yeah, and just to touch on that pollinator point, Frank, uh, if you want a full list of pollinator BMPs, you can go to the New York State Golf Course BMP website. They have all those listed. Uh, and then you actually did a couple videos with the superintendent of Rockville Links uh, Country Club down there in Long Island, Luke Knutson, on how he has implemented those BMPs. So now that we've discussed the pest issue, Frank, perhaps you could give everybody uh, a key to success for this week. What should we be keeping an eye on?
1: Now, the keys to success, I would say this week are to check your soils. I'd pay my, very much attention to my soils this week, looking at temperatures, looking at moisture content. Uh, if you have moisture sensors, go out and check them. And I don't care. It's not just for golf course people. Home lawns, uh, lawn care people should be walking around with simple moisture sensors. How are the soils doing? What temperature are they at? How deep is the rooting? I'm coming into dry conditions. Have I focused on my rooting to make sure that they're doing well? And on the other end, if you're still plagued with wet conditions, you got to start thinking about how you're going to fix those drainage problems in the future either you know if they're too sandy you add some organic matter and if they're too fr- and if they're too clay you're just going to have to get in there and shatter them a little bit when they're dry and try to add organic matter to see if you can break down and dilute some of those fine particles and clay so i would say the keys to success this week carl are paying attention to your soils because they're going to govern a lot of what's going to happen moving forward
0: definitely so our key to success this week check your soils Uh, And as we wrap up today's episode, perhaps we could leave everybody with a little bit of Dr. Frank Rossi's sage advice. Frank, what do you have for us this week?
1: Well, the sage advice I would tell you for this week, much in the theme of last week, is whether you're wet or dry, your management program should be focused on promoting good deep rooting. Deep rooting, rooting depth, not necessarily rooting mass. And what we hear from Rich Buckley at Rutgers a lot is that a lot of the rooting issues are related to poor infrastructure, poor draining soils or um, layered soils, uh, lawn soils where you have a a nice soil over a subsoil, Um, golf soils where organic matter has been allowed to accumulate or um, lawns that have accumulations of organic matter that the plants start to root in. Those are the kinds of things that our management, uh, improper management creates And that really weakens us as we get into these dry periods moving forward. So the sage advice for this week, Carl, is to promote good deep roots and hope that they can help you through the next bit of dry time.
0: Well, thank you, Frank, for that. And thank you all for listening to the fifth episode of the 2018 Turf Talk podcast series brought to you just in time by Cornell University in partnership with our friends at Winfield United. You can find us online at turf.cals.cornell.edu and on Twitter and Facebook at Cornell Turf. We'd love your feedback and encourage you to join the conversation. Listen and subscribe to this podcast at Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And if you're listening on any of those websites, please leave us a review. For Turf Talk, I'm Carl Scamenti.
1: And I'm Frank Rossi. Have
0: a great week. This has been a production of Cornell University, on the web at cornell.edu.